Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Hello, this is Brian McWilliams from Electric Liberty Land. I am a Patrick Warburton type with less hair and less followers, and my laugh is only outdone in its ingenuineness by Seth Rogen's. <laughs> and I, this is the show where we talk. I, I, that's all I got. You can't do it, can you? You can't do it. No. I don't really hard know to do how he keeps Williams it up. Impression. Yeah, it's I don't know how he does an impression of himself all the time. That's got to be absolutely exhausting. But uh, this is a very special edition of Electric Liberty Land that was actually not Brian McWilliams. I know you, many of you were probably fooled for a bit. It's actually Dan Smots. It was the very good. down subbing in. Yeah. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having Hi. me. Uh, you've had me on your show. Odie's had me on his show. And now I get to be on Brian's show. Finally. Yes. Finally thank you, Brian. The this Thanks. is even better than being on because it's just like being on the show with Brian minus Brian. So that's right. perfect. It's this like a win-win. You get the audience without the, the Brian. And of course, Brian cannot be replaced simply by one man or simply by two men. So we actually have a third here. We actually brought in Lions Liberty's officially unofficial legal counsel, the man known simply as Rico. Hello. Hello. Day podcasting. It's yeah, amazing. that's right. I was like, it's day uh, for us. A little behind the scenes. We're actually live for Lions of Liberty patrons, live for our local supporters, our Patreon supporters. Uh, and it's about 11 a.m. It's even earlier for me. It's not even noon yet for me. Uh, but we are doing a little emergency session of Electric Liberty Land live for our patrons, the the, the public. The rest of you are hearing this uh, sometime on Wednesday. I don't know when you listen to the podcast, but Brian McWilliams is a, or do you guys want to theorize where Brian is before I actually say where, where Brian is? Well, have guesses? well, we saw him. He was moving around quite fine for a person Looked on his deathbed with COVID. There you go. So Brian McWilliams has a, has a mysterious ailment of some kind. That may or may not be COVID. That he may or may not be spreading throughout. Third throughout bout. Small we, sh- we shouldn't underestimate or undersell that point. It's his third time with COVID in uh, 10 months, nine oh, months. Brian has theorized that he has had COVID several times, this yeah. being the third of, of such times. So Does either he... either Does natural he... immunity is bullshit or <laughs> Brian is bullshit. Sounds like a poll. Well, he's always been, you know, I don't want to talk trash on the man. This is his, his <laughs> own not? show. This is this is, <laughs> this is his, his house. For not doing it. Isn't that the risk you take when you invite people on in your absence because you called in sick when you host a podcast? I guess that is what happens when you call in sick. You just kind of he, he does have a, a replacements. A flair for hypochondria. There's never a day that goes by where he's not talking about him being hungover or having the worst headache. I don't know if that's hypochondria because I do believe that's legitimate because he does <laughs> legitimately drink a ton and is probably legitimately hung over because he's a 40 something year old man and can't can't hang like that anymore even though he thinks he can so hmm. i don't know if that's hypochondria but there's there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of exaggeration tendencies I'd so say. he's he tossed in constant hangovers with with a dash of hypochondria 
And then, well, <laughs> here we are. Brian. Now you have this show. <laughs> yep. Yep. So do we have any news or are we just going to shit on Brian for an hour and a half? I was thinking shit on Brian for an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Down. I don't know. It's a long time. I don't know if I have that much time Down. on me. But uh, I don't we have could that much now. Time, but if it's shitting on Brian, I, I'll I'll make the exception. I was telling Dan before uh, we did the show here, which is, is really sad, but it is actually true. Like I don't follow news at all. I don't go to news websites. I don't watch news. I don't even have cable or anything. All of my news, and I do mean all of my news, comes from listening to Electric Liberty Land and Dan's show, The System is Down, uh, especially when he does the anti Tragic. stuff. Tragic. Yeah, which is sad, and you might say my news sources are somewhat biased, but I just trust that they do a lot of reading of news and then filter it through their crazy brains, and then whatever gets to me is what I decide is the truth of the world. That, that's well, how we I don't. We out. just kind of make it up, and then you regurgitate what we're making up to other people, and you... Uh, go out in public. So it's like how the mainstream news works. Too. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're kind of a journalist. You just Mark. you just have less CIA on your staff. So yeah. that's the only difference. Well, the the nice thing is because I'm a member of the Lions of Liberty Pride because I support. Now I'm not a member. I don't have to pay. I get Howie's news links. Everybody that joins our Patreon at fifteen dollars a month or higher, not only do you get awesome perks, you get a free mug, you get some discounts, you get tons of bonus content. But at fifteen dollars or higher, you actually get Howie Snowden's. Very, very finely curated daily news links emails. So what we could do, because I mean, it's it's really insane the the what how he puts together, how he's able to find all this news in rapid manner and send it out in organized fashion. I don't know how he does it. I don't understand how he does it, but he does it. Uh, so we could just scroll through some of these emails, and I could pick well, some random stories to talk I, about. I, I read through the news links. There's a couple stories that I saw. I have about twenty uh, articles opened up for my episode yeah. tomorrow, so I can pregame and get all the yeah. all the I don't know the the dust worked off in this episode and then actually do a good news review and coverage tomorrow. So, so there, there was two uh, stories in particular I thought were interesting. One is the, uh, so Tucker Carlson was showing the, did you see guys the slide that the army is showing people? It has mm-hmm. the, uh, it's the army showing, I guess it's, I don't understand it. They have the set seven tenets of Satanism on the slide that they're showing people in the army as sort of a pro vaccine type message. It's very bizarre. I'm going to need more information. I'm, on what the hell I'm you're talking definitely about. need more information. <laughs> okay. I do remember well, seeing that headline and thinking slaughtered oh. children and then said it's because of the vaccine. Like you're just, I guess pretty it was sarcastic, there. but it's, it did have the seven core tenets of Satanism. If I don't know how to put it on the screen. I'll just text Mark. Maybe he'll figure that out. <laughs> oh, that um, can't you just so, make a comment in the comments? I think you can. Uh, well, it's on my phone. So then it would take a oh, whole that's, thing. That's transferring to too many devices. This <laughs> is not going to work. Not in 2020. So it says it's like, oh, how many dead babies were sacrificed to make the vaccine? Which I guess was in jest. But I don't really understand how that was kind of a selling point. Oh, we're making fun of your um, reluctance to take the vaccine by putting this up and then showing a picture so of the devil and having the tenets from the uh, Church of Satan. So that's what the like they were trying to say. You guys are crazy. And this is proving that I, you're crazy by showing this I guess. That makes us look terrible. <laughs> yes, but... On the pro side, uh, apparently it wasn't approved by the uh, army superiors, even though they were showing it. Oh, good. So, well, that makes it better. 
it's kind of a uh, what the fuck is going on here mm-hmm. type situation. Do I actually want to watch this video or not? It's only like two minutes. I think you want to play the video live on air. Well, then I got to get it. It's on my phone. <laughs> How do I get it from my phone? To this? Oh, so that, possibilities. See, that was my problem. See, <laughs> you were so glib before when you're just like, put it on the comments. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Well, I guess I could Google it, then put it in the comments. That's probably what I should do. Or I suppose uh, I could just uh, text it or email it to you. you know, that would, just, that would be so really funny. easy. So many different uh, platforms were, were bouncing around him. Um, either way, I don't. I don't think I really care to watch the two minute video about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's. <laughs> I don't know if I'm defending the army or Satanism here. I'm not offended if they're really just in some. I, I'm offended by the vaccine requirements, and I'm offended by, you know, I'm not offended by the the idea that they're if they are truly jokingly using Satanism as some kind of. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to think about this. The army is the army. The military is satanic in its very nature. So what am I supposed to be outraged by? Am I supposed right. to be outraged that some people in the military are are referring to sat- Satanism in some way or the seven tenets of Satanism, whatever it might be, when they're going around murdering people all day? Like, which one do I care about? I don't care about the the slideshow. I care about the actual murdering. That that's my that's the stance I'm going to make without actually watching this thing. Yeah, but it's a little bit. Um... I, if there's something to this, and this is like me totally talking out of my ass, only knowing what Rico half-assedly told me here, but uh, <laughs> that's a generous description <laughs> of what I did. But it is that's, a that's little reporting. Cons- like if they are like showing their hand about some sort of rituals or something, I'm not saying they are. I am the the conspiracy guy, but if they are like saying wink, wink, haha, or, or even if it's just a joke to say you guys are crazy, it's kind of like uh, that video of the all gay men choir or whatever where they come out and say we're going to brainwash your kids we're going to take them away and it's all done in jest but it's like you're giving these people like what they want to demonize you to make you out to be worse of course i'm not comparing gay culture to uh murderous military culture by any stretch but uh like are they trying i'm not (laughs) but like it's not gonna I, i don't know if it's a joke it's not going to be like the people that you're attacking there. It's just giving them fodder to keep saying the things that they're saying about you and everybody else is going to, I don't see how there's any plus side to this other than they're saying, Hey, this is true. Well, do they want to weed out people? Is that what they're looking for is to weed out people that have kind of independent thought or, you know, have stronger religious convictions. Like what, is the end goal for the army. It really doesn't right. seem to behoove having a strong military to say, Oh, uh, Navy seals. Uh, well, you can't be deployed unless you're vaccinated. And they say, well, well, I'm not getting vaccinated. Well, you just spent how many years and how much money training these people. And then you're going to fire them. Right. Like, how does that make you a better military? If that is your ultimate goal well, to there, be a there, strong military, there are some that believe that a lot of this push for this particular vaccine in the military is more of like a, a loyalty test sort of thing to, yeah. uh, to so weed out the ones that don't just blindly follow orders that do actually think for themselves a little bit. Uh, so that whenever, whatever next bad thing the military wants to do that may or may not be directed at the American people, it, that military unit will be mostly, if not entirely comprised of 
order followers, which is probably the military anyway. But uh, as we know, I mean, we've met so many libertarians over the years that came from the military that people that, you know, maybe they got into it while they're young and then they see what's going on there and they open their eyes to things and they come out against the whole thing. They come out, you know, hardcore libertarians or, or what have you. So maybe they're just trying to weed. Maybe they've heard enough libertarian podcasts to know that this is in some way a breeding ground for for rebels. And maybe they're just like, all right, well, we got some nasty shit planned. We're going to be bringing the troops home and really the fuck home. So we want those people out of here. So maybe the vaccine is one thing. And then maybe they're saying, well, let's let's put some Satan stuff in some slides and see if we can get some, <laughs> run some more some more strong willed people out that way, too. Yeah. Getting people to uh, show their hand. I don't know if that's true, but it certainly seems plausible that they're just trying to uh, like I, I wouldn't say the military is a breeding ground for people who are rebellious to the military. But yes, I don't think it's are, a breeding ground, some- but. You know, we've we've probably had people on your show, too, that had a similar story where they kind of came into these ideas because of all the stuff that they saw in the military. Yeah. But if you if you didn't want any resistance, don't you subscribe to maybe keep your enemies closer? If you're kicking out highly trained individuals, those individuals could there's guns that exist in America. I mean, they could want to take them away all they want. It's not going to happen. Well, if you so, want to go deep conspiracy, maybe that's part of the plan too. We push, we push people to the brink. We push them out of their jobs. We force them to get vaccines they don't want to get, and it puts them in a desperate situation. And maybe some of those people end up doing something. Perhaps they're influenced by someone in the FBI, or maybe it's just something they do on their own because they're that desperate. And when they do that something, well, guess what? Now we can crack down on. Now we can add some things to the list of people that are dangerous and that are potential yeah. terrorists. Anti-vaxxers, check. And an anti-vaxxer is now is just anyone who doesn't immediately want to take a COVID vaccine that came out fucking seven months ago. That's an anti-vaxxer now. Uh, or people that are veterans now or who were let go from the military. Now those people could be potential terrorists. So all I, I'm all not it saying it's a conspiracy, is- but either way, it's probably where it's where a lot of the stuff is going to end up going. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, to continue down this conspiracy rabbit hole, um, like all it takes this is, is now one- conspiracy corner. We're rebranding right. the show. All it takes is one veteran who's like suffering from PTSD and he's like just been beaten down by the system and kicked out of his job and everything that uh, subtle ad subtle ad placement beaten down by the system. Almost like his system is down. Was that not what you were doing? Okay, moving. (laughs) Um, All it takes is one of those guys to snap like to you push them out of society and you demonize them and you get one of them to snap and you've got like. You've got people who are fight or flight. Well, they're all fight. So you get one of them to snap and shoot up, uh, I don't know, a club or something or a freaking hospital or something like that. Like, that's all they need to lock this entire country down really fast. Well, I was thinking more of like a Rambo scenario where he's uh, trying to, you know, live his own life. I'm thinking the most recent Rambo where he goes to Mexico and goes crazy. He's living his life, trying not to be bothered. Then they bother him and then they're fucking in trouble. So these people, yeah, fuck you. I'm in the Navy SEALs. You're making me get vaccinated. Nope, I'm going to go ahead and, and do my life. And they go home and they make some other kind of life for themselves. But they still have um, elite level fighting skills and they could organize a ragtag militia and, I don't know, maybe do some damage to the uh, perception of the United States' authority or power throughout the country. So... If you get enough of those people and you kick enough of them out of the military, well, you suddenly have a resistance army that maybe is not kind of like laying dormant. Yeah. And it only takes one spark. And then you have a, a difficult situation on your hands. It's not just going to be one person that, oh, they're Timothy McVeigh something. You have a whole group of people that 
could fight back. So the least conspiratorial, conspiratorial devil's advocate route. Um, why why would they be doing this? Like the when they're, when they're apparently just not so, like uh, forcing people that work for government or in the White House or anything like that. They they don't have to get the vaccine, but the military does. Why are they uh, doing that there? When the, the a White lot House of these people does have to as well. Do they now? What I understand. Yeah, that's they didn't before. I think that's was that was like a. A rumor busted. Well, they could just be fucking morons. I mean, yeah, that, that's what I always possible. go to too. Because <laughs> how many people in your own life do you know that are completely cove crazy that have lost their fucking minds that have no rational thought process when it comes to this? And there's no reason for me to believe that that hysteria doesn't doesn't affect those in the upper levels of the military or the people that make these decisions in these giant bureaucracies. So while there is definitely conspiratorial elements at different layers of this. Also, I don't need to look that far to look to my neighbors, my family members, and see that there's no reason for me to think that it's just not the same freaking hysteria playing itself yeah. out in other places. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, after my Chris Rock post last night, it, it's currently blowing up with uh, this rage. And it what is was the Chris Rock post? What was the actual tweet? We, I'm trying we, to find it now. Display it? Or is that too much? I don't know how to do that on your did thing. Did Chris Rock do something controversial or say something? No, he did something stupid. He did um, one of those tweets where people that are vaccinated get COVID and get sick and then tweet about how they're sick and, they, yes. and no one wants to get this. But make sure you get vaccinated just like me. Yes. Because I, I would have been dead without it because I know that because the doctor told me I'd be, I'd well, be so much even, worse without it. It wasn't even no that. Evidence. It wasn't even that good. It was like... Okay, so my tweet, hold on, let me find it here. And then, okay. So I said, uh, Chris Rock gets vaccine. Chris Rock gets COVID. Chris Rock has bad COVID experience. Chris Rock urges people to get the vaccine so they don't go through the same thing he went through. Am I missing something here? And it's currently got like over a thousand likes. Um, like he didn't, and most of them are people saying, well, obviously he meant if you if he didn't get the vaccine, it would have been much worse. Like, but that's not what he fucking said. He said, "I well, he didn't say in this quote that he got the vaccine. He has said in the past though that he got the vaccine, and now he's saying uh, I, I got COVID and it really sucks. And I urge you all to get the vaccine so you don't have to go through what I went through. It's like, so you're saying do the exact same thing in hope of a different outcome, which is literally insanity that you're pushing for, and uh, it like." My Twitter is just blowing up with people saying, trying to defend what he said by making up something that they think that he meant. Yeah, and it, it probably is what he sort of means. But yeah, I guess he, sure. he didn't say it in that way. But also, even what he means makes no sense. <laughs> like right. Even what even what they're saying makes no sense, because the fact of COVID is that most people that get it, have little very little symptoms or no symptoms or very minor minor symptoms that, that's the vast majority of people that get it so if if you really have no way to know there's no reason to think that chris rock i mean what's he in his 50s but he's pretty skinny he's not overweight yeah. there's no reason to think that chris rock would have had a worse reaction to covid right. without a vaccine there's none none to think that if anything you'd wonder why he's having such a bad reaction maybe he has underlying i mean he's a little bit older he's, he's what like 10 years older than me but he's not 
super old and most people that are even 65 or under basically have no chance of like a very low chance of hospitalization or anything and he's not in the hospital but it's this circular logic though yeah. whatever whatever level to which they're someone that takes the vaccine that has bought into this narrative and and can't be moved from it no matter what whatever extent that they get sick they will just say well thank god i have the vaccine because it would have been so much worse um right. but i don't know if you guys saw the one like a few weeks ago where this uh i don't Remember, I think it was a father that died and the family was there. It was one of these stories where the family is urging everyone to get vaccinated. And then you find out the father was vaccinated. And then the doctor, there's actually like a quote from the doctor that says, well, it would have been so much worse if he wasn't right. vaccinated. He fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> How would it be so much worse? So get the, get the vaccine so you don't die as bad. It, it's like me saying marketing now. I got COVID and I stayed in bed for a month and it really sucked. It's a good thing I didn't get out of bed. Otherwise, it would have been much worse. Like you're just <laughs> assuming you have no idea that it would have been yes. worse. It might have been better. You might have died. I don't know. I'm not making definitive statements, but people on the other side are definitively saying it would have been much worse. It's a, There's an, I, I asked JB about I Remember, I asked JB about that and it's like, well, how could you possibly scientifically know? If a virus that is characterized in large part by its asymptomatic infection, if your particular infection would have been worse if you didn't have the vaccine, it's it's impossible to tell. You can't. You actually and, can't even know that it wouldn't have been less bad without the vaccine. Yeah. Right. You, th there's no way to tell. It's it's all subjective symptom severity at that point. Like and he said, it's you know that you rate a doctor rates a burn first degree, second degree, third degree. It's the same thing with. With COVID, that's how they're extrapolating whether or not your uh, condition, your particular condition would have been worse as they're looking at a, a sample population saying, well, this, these 30% of people have third degree COVID, you know, whatever, severe symptoms and 40% don't. And you probably would have fell, fall within that 30% if you didn't have the vaccine. It's fucking utter horseshit. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I have no reason to believe that taking the vaccine probably does lessen your symptoms. It Sounds seems convincing. like it probably does for a certain amount of time. But they have the data. Israel is far ahead of us on this. Israel vaccinated yep. almost the entire population by January or so of last year. And by July and on August, almost the entire population had no protection from COVID because they, they got all the data and they know that after about six months, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. do fucking anything. So you're going to take a temporary relief, possibly from something by taking something with completely unknown side effects and how it's going to affect you long term. And then the fact that that really implies that, well, if it only works for six months, that's why we need the boosters. And I just saw this thing that this this one Pfizer booster like gives you a solid 12 days of protection. Like, oh, OK, <laughs> well, cool. So every 12 days we just take another shot and then we'll all be good. So make sure you get your vaccine, everybody. And, and if this quote unquote vaccine like we've determined that it doesn't stop the spread, it doesn't stop you from getting it, doesn't stop you from giving it to others. So if all it does is makes your symptoms less bad, isn't that like Theraflu or like some sort of cough suppressant would do pretty much the same thing? It makes your symptoms less bad, but it doesn't take away the COVID. Like, yes. at what point do we stop even calling this a vaccine? I mean, well, people, it's all I, I stopped calling it that a long time ago. If you don't call it a vaccine, you can't compare it to other vaccines that are mandatory. You can't right. compare it to the smallpox uh, vaccine if you don't call it a vaccine. Right. So that's that's the word games are playing. Right. Yeah. In in 2021, a vaccine is something that lessens your symptoms from a disease, whereas 
two years ago, that was not what a, I mean, a year ago, that's not how vaccine was defined. They also changed the definition of, of pandemic because we would not be in a pandemic right now no. by the old definition. They also changed the definition of ivermectin, if you recall. <laughs> so, well, so there was, yes. um, I, there was a Huffington Post story from 2017 on Fauci. Of course, Fauci is a darling of the the left, and Huffington Post doesn't. You don't get much more left than that. They were killing him for his role in the AIDS uh, pandemic. I wish I could yeah. find the story, but basically, it was he really slow walked some kind of therapeutic or some kind of treatment regime that um, treating doctors were giving their patients, and and the treating doctors were saying you have to, you know, we need you to come out for this so we can save a lot of lives. It's like, wow, well, the evidence isn't there, blah, blah, blah. Four years later, came out and said, yes, this is a great treatment program. And it cut mortality rate drastically. And it's like, well, is this not deja fucking vu? Yeah. He is slow walking anything that is not vaccine, any oh, ivermectin, it's a fucking horse, horse, uh, horse paste, um, hydroxychloroquine, whatever, untested, unproven. Yeah, anything that's a therapeutic. Untested, unproven drugs yeah. that have been given to people for 30 years yeah. without yeah. any issues. Yeah. And Ivermectin won awards. It won like uh, Nobel Peace Prize awards. Won the Emmy, I think, right? Something like that. Joe, Joe Rogan handing the Emmy to the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Your pace has been saving millions of lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the Emmys, that's that's another story. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't watch them, but I know they happen. And I do know about I did see the Joe Rogan clip. That's the only part I, I really. The well, I, I didn't even hear about not that. Joe but I meant Seth Rogan, whatever. One of those. The uh, part where they did not have to wear masks because they fell within the L.A. County exemption for the entertainment industry. Not that they were fucking filming a movie. They're sitting there like they're watching a movie. And if you go watch a movie in L.A. or if theaters are even open, I bet you can't watch without a mask. Yeah, right. so, they are in the entertainment end- industry, so they don't have to wear a fucking mask. What well, yeah. the servers there do? Yeah, I can speak <laughs> on on this a little bit. It, it 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 makes no more logic than you're pointing out, though. But their their justification is like, yes, the entertainment industry about you know four months into the pandemic was deemed essential, which is why I went back to work after four months of uh, three months or whatever it was of the shutdown here originally. And basically they said, you have to work under these certain guidelines. So you have to test, you have to mask all this shit. But then because part of the entertainment industry is filming and shooting things, part of the exemption is like the talent, the on-camera talent doesn't have to wear a mask because it's because they're shooting a thing, you know? So, so basically they're saying that the Emmys is a, which is sort of true, but it's still bullshit, is a TV production so that all of the people in the audience, they're part of the production. They're part of the, you know, they're they're part of the production. They're actors in the in the play, so to speak. So then they don't have to yes. wear masks. Meanwhile, they're all sitting next to each other, no social distancing. Not that I care about that at all, because that's retarded too. Um, and But yeah, the worst part to me of this and all these different various rules are how the the staff and the waiters or whatever no. they always have to wear the masks same thing at the met gala you see aoc and all these fucking people without their masks on and then every one of these waiters that's serving the food has to wear masks it's a new indicator of class status if you're a certain class you don't have to wear a mask the rules don't apply to you but if you're just some old, some worker i talked about this with jeffrey tucker last year he's like this is where it's going it's become it's gonna become a class status thing where yeah. if if you don't wear a mask it's you're in a higher class and if you're seen wearing a mask well you're one of those you know you're one of those lower level like worker type people and the mask signifies that you don't have the special privileges that everyone else has. 
I, I think it's even worse that uh, we just accepted the complete bullshit reason that you just gave as the reason why it's okay for them to not wear masks to begin with. Like they're in the entertainment business. If this is a pandemic and we all have to be in this together and anybody that isn't in this together is evil, but it's okay. As long as you're playing a fake human on TV, then it's perfectly <laughs> fine because COVID and pandemics and death, do they don't concern you. Obviously. Well, you're above that. when you say you we accepted blood. it, I think uh, what you're talking about is the people, the crazy people on the left accepted it. Well, all the crazy people <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Yeah. You know, it never made any logical sense, but that goes to the, the point of with the vaccine mandates, the mass mandates, everything now it's like, okay, so we're still in the pandemic or eight, what, 18 months later, how do you have less rights now than you did at the start of the pandemic? If it was okay for people to fly in March of 2020, why are they trying to roll out passports now? The, right. Does that have any logical sense? If a person, and, and this is probably the worst thing, if a person could work as a nurse at a hospital from March through September of 2020, mm -hmm. they were probably working double heroes shifts. Then. Heroes. Now they're getting fucking fired. Right. All these heroes that were praised for their TikTok dances, they're now the, the villains because they didn't uh, capitulate to the system. But... My yeah. my dad was at the a hospital and he's fine, but he was just getting some like routine testing done a few weeks ago. And he was telling me that he asked the nurse, he was like, hey, so what's the deal with this COVID vaccine? Like, are, are, you, are they mandating it? You get it. You guys get it. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a huge thing. And something like 30 percent of the nurses are not taking it and are going to be resigning in mass or getting fired in mass or which either one. And that really makes you think, too. Because of the nurses and the people that work in these hospitals, they're the ones that have been seeing COVID for the last year yeah. and a half. They are so the experts, right? They, they are they, the if anyone's a fucking expert. Trusting. Exactly. If anybody's an expert, if anybody I trust more to judge this thing, it would be the people that actually see it. And my theory here is that uh, these nurses, they see that it's not what it is on TV they see that it's that most people are coming in are not there. We already know that half the people they were listing as COVID cases were just in the hospital with COVID, but they weren't there for COVID. They were there for something else. And then they just make them get a test and they go, oh, you got COVID. Boom, COVID case. But they're not there for COVID. They're there for something totally unrelated, but they're listed as COVID cases now. Yeah. Uh, so and, and then even amongst those ones, uh, even amongst the ones that were really there for COVID, uh, over 50 percent of those were mild or no symptoms. Or not not mild or no symptoms, but you know mild to very 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 minor symptoms. Uh, so if the nurses are there seeing this day to day for the last year and a half, and then suddenly they're being told you have to take this vaccine or you're going to die. Meanwhile, they've seen the people that die, and they know it's not them. They know right. it's people with that are either and of a certain age group, it. or a certain weight, or what have you. And some of them right. take it, but I think the reason you see a higher percentage there is because. They see it. They see the bullshit, and they're saying, "Why do? I, why am I going to be forced to take this vaccine? I've been, I've been seeing this thing for a year and a half, and I know that it's not. I'm not in that category. So someone needs to be worried about it. Well, yeah. what's going to happen is they're going, they're going to quit, and then the hospitals are going to have to shutter wings or not have the same capacity, and then you're going to get the stories. New York hospitals are full again. Well, it's like, well, yeah. they're twenty percent capacity of what they were six months ago. Of course, yeah. they're at capacity. You've got ICU beds and tents outside, right. Un unstaffed. Well, yeah, you fired all, all your nurses. What do you, what do you want me to say? So I had uh, a fun story. Uh, some friends of our family, uh, a couple with some kids, um, 
one of their boys was showing some symptoms of COVID and like just mild symptoms. And she was just trying to be cautious, trying to do the right thing. So she called the local hospital and asked them, uh, should he be going into school? We want to make sure that we're, we're doing stuff right. Like she was concerned about spreading it and the well-being of her child as a parent would be. So she asked them that and uh, their response was, well, you need to call the school and ask what their current guidelines are. And he, she was like, uh, I'm asking you the medical professional, what you think is best for my child. They're like, well, check with the local, like whatever the local courthouse and see what, what they say about it. Like, so medical professional, we're supposed to trust the medical professionals, but their instruction is to instruct you to go ask politicians and like, diplomats like what the best medical advice is and we're pretending like this is a medical emergency and not a political bullshit it's all coming down to like the local county boards what their mandates are because you can be if you're in a very you know urban center you're going to have much more restrictions than if you live 10 miles outside of the city yeah if you're in the country or or a more remote place you would not they're they're doing nothing you know and it's to operating business as usual. My, my one friend's a, a principal in uh, a city like two hours away, very kind of rural setting. Sure. He's like, we haven't seen a mask in over a year. <laughs> nice. um, we don't, you know, there's nothing going on. We, we operate business as usual and they just don't fucking pay attention. And I think that's going to be more and more. Well, it's probably already here. Yeah. You know, go outside of the blue areas and, what do you know? Yeah, well, my right, wife well, works for a, a school in a small rural town as well. And uh, she's currently facing losing her job if she doesn't do one of three things. Um, and uh, one of three things. At least she has well, the option of one of three things. Right. Well, it's like me it's and like, many others didn't even have that. Get the jab, take the weekly test. Or she she pushed back on the weekly test because it's complete bullshit too. And, or I don't remember. I, I think the third one was like, take a test at a different location or something. Dance a jig every morning when you come into work. Pretty much. It's all arbitrary (laughs) bullshit, but it's especially proven that it's arbitrary when they say, well, it doesn't go into effect immediately. This goes into effect on the first or whatever. It's like, so it's just fine up until the first and then things are going to change on the first. Like, is is this an emergency or is it not? And if it's not, then why are we pretending? And she's like friends with the people of the school. And it's like, I mean, at what point do these schools say, uh, funding be damned, we're going to do the right thing and, uh, you know, stop forcing our children to wear masks or be vaccinated or whatever the fuck. I have what, uh, what let's just call this person a friend for now. Uh, this friend was facing <laughs> uh, a vaccine. Until they hear this. <laughs> t- until they hear, uh, was facing a vaccine mandate at work. And uh, they said, well, if you don't get vaccinated, you're a danger to yourself and those around you. So... Starting in 11 days, you got to have the vaccine. So it's like, wait, so they're a danger, right? <laughs> you're literally yeah. dangerous, but it's okay to be dangerous for the next, you know, 11 or 12 right. days or something. And then, yeah, you, know, you can come into a school shooting a gun for the next 11 days. But after that, you're going to be a real threat. And we're going to have to ask you politely to leave. Yeah, exactly. So was it this- that the whole Biden policy on the um, whatever you want to call it, the migrant surge in Texas? It's like. They don't need to be vaccinated because they're not going to be here for a long time. It's like, well, wait, what? How long does it take? <laughs> they're not one. What are you talking about? They're not going to be here for a long time. You're, you're putting them into other cities and saying, come back right. for a court date and an indefinite amount of time in the future. And then maybe they'll, you know, whatever. But two, 
if if you're spreading it, you're fucking spreading it, whether you're there a day or two weeks. Yep. So I, I don't understand how that could possibly withhold a judicial scrutiny if there was actually an independent judiciary that wasn't, uh, you know, the chief justice of the Supreme Court wasn't in bed with all these people to begin with. Are we going to talk about Sarah Silverman? Because I feel like Brian would want it that way. We will talk about Sarah Silverman right after this quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here. Sponsor break for two libertarians, Vanessa Abelar and her husband, Carlos, two libertarians who run a CBD company you're going to enjoy. That is Paloma Verde CBD. Let me spell that for you so you can know where to find it. P-A-L-O-M-A-V-E-R-D-E-C-B-D.com. Now, you can use the promo code ROAR to get 25% off your order of $75 or more. Free shipping though, so that's awesome to help support libertarian causes, libertarian entrepreneurs, and also this show. Let me tell you about these products. These are premium-grade, THC-free, and with mostly organic ingredients. They've got some mink tinctures that are fantastic. Onset about 20 minutes, lasts four to six hours, guys. Green apple gummies, also strawberry lemonade. Those last about six to eight hours as well. Fast-acting, everyday soft gels, 10 milligrams. Those will hit you fast and hard if you're in pain, if you need some relief quick. And of course, they also have their salves. I'm looking forward to this. Mark is still hoarding it. I'm going to go over and non-aggressively, non-aggression principally, punch him in the face. (laughs) But I do want to use this salve on my sore knee, this eucalyptus lavender salve. But anyway, guys, check them out. Great company. Support libertarianism. Support us and support them. Go to palomaverdecbd.com. Remember, use that promo code ROAR for 25% off your order of $75 or more and free shipping. Now, before we get back into the show, I do have to break down that commercial uh, a little bit here because I guess he has an older version in here before he corrected his pronunciation. But as a Latino man myself, I can say it is not pronounced Paloma Verde. Verde is pronounced Paloma Verde because who the fuck didn't take at least one day of Spanish in high school and know that Verde means green? Or who got a sponsor and didn't take the time to learn what the name of the sponsor was? <laughs> well, that would be Brian McWilliams for him. Well, that's a shtick, isn't it? Mispronouncing it kind of every that, fifth word. Yeah. So it is on brand. So we can pretend that he's just being on brand, but we know that's not actually the case, that he actually just pronounces it wrong and refuses to change. And that's okay. Um, yeah. But he is right about one thing, that their products are freaking amazing. And he's also right about the fact that the freebies were all sent to me and that I have been hoarding them. But I'm not really hoarding them. I just haven't taken my personal time out to go bring them to him. And nor has he taken his time out to come to me and now that he's got the cooties he's never going to get them because i'm going to be out of this place before he even has a chance so it's been fun uh but i will continue enjoying the fine fine products from uh, carlos and vanessa over at paloma verde cbd.com um i have just destroyed these gummies uh the these green gummies they have are so freaking delicious it's like that's the problem with edibles whether it's cbd or marijuana is you're supposed to be taking them for a reason for an effect but if they taste really good then you can take too many and that, now that's a problem when you have marijuana edibles from what i understand but what's great about it is that it's not a problem with cbd because cbd doesn't really mess you up like you might just get a little more relaxed but you're still going to be able to function so don't worry about overdosing eat these gummies take them all down enjoy your 25 percent off by using discount code what was it roar lions i don't know i think it's lions <laughs> no i think it's roar because <laughs> I, I was listening so close just rewind the podcast just rewind all right but yeah that's our sponsor. So, anyway. Mark, are you officially going to GTFO and practice what you preach? Or uh, is that what I'm here? Yeah, I'm GTFO in uh, seven days from now. Nice. Nice. That's officially unofficial. Congratulations on uh, being real, finally. Cool. Yeah, you know, it's something that had to happen eventually. 
Yeah, speaking of getting the fuck out, uh, New Hampshire is talking about seceding, and um, what's her face? Sarah Silverman is pushing for or suggesting politely that we we go for civil divorce here. So, Mark, your thoughts? Wow. I, I did see. I actually only heard those comments because I heard uh, Dave Smith breaking. You can them share down. the video if you want. Can you? Someone knows how to share a video. (laughs) I mean, if I had the physical video, I can add, I can add clips. I I would need screen share. Will there be audio if I screen share? Uh, If you press the the button, there should be another button like in the process that, that you select that will give us share screen. Give it a shot. Let's find out. We'll do it live. Uh, Audio. Follow these steps to share a video with audio. How many steps are there? Oh Lord. That many, right? Is it a lot? All right. Well, while Dan figures that out, <laughs> what else is going on? Rico, how's life? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Get to be in my house every day. It's so much fun. So you have, have you not had to, you have not gone to, uh, for those that don't know, Rico is a lawyer. He practices law. He's still practicing. Uh, have you not been in a physical courtroom since COVID started? Correct. March of uh, 2020. March is that like because 13. you're dealing with federal courthouses? Yep. Yep. Oh. And they're not, and there's no plan to reopen at all. And uh, like, whatever. I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass. I would prefer to get out sometimes. I think it's going to be even when they do, if and when they do reopen, it'll still be a hybrid model where a lot of people will have the option to do it on the phone. And so I'm thinking like three or four days a week, I'll probably be sitting at my house, which is great. I can uh, just put my phone on mute during the boring parts and uh, cook some breakfast or do a little laundry. You get a lot more done in multi-diff. Yeah. <laughs> when that judge is just droning on and on about your client <laughs> and you're just listening to podcasts and uh, yeah. making eggs. Yeah. Uh, that is what happens. So, uh, Hopefully no one that is a client of mine will hear this right now, but I, I don't think uh, we run in the same circles. I mean, I, I had to deal with, I mean, you know, with my wife's immigration stuff, we had to deal with social security offices, but as you know, they're not actually open, even no. though they are. So you have to call and then answer all these COVID questions. Like, did you travel in the last 14 days? Did you do this or that? Are you sick? Are you dying? Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, cool. We'll call you back when we find someone that can come into the office to meet you for this appointment. Cause they're not just there. Like you have to schedule a whole thing. And this is all to do something that could easily be done like by email. It's just showing a couple of documents and then they say, okay, cool. We'll give you a social security number. Now, nothing that ever that really needed to be done in person so, in the first place. So is it going to be screen open? Oh. Can, I was going to ask Mark one question real quick. Is it going to be sure. an extra kick in the balls when you just end up living in Mexico for the rest of your life anyways, that you spend all that money on this? Uh, yes. <laughs> if, if that <laughs> happens, that, that <laughs> Here's my receipt. Can I get a refund? It'll be more of a kick in the balls for my wife who spent eight months stuck in the U.S. while waiting for her green card. So, yeah. well, But we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. We have a lot of... Uh, we'll see where things go. We have a lot of a lot potential of plans. Parts. And a lot of them depend on what goes on with a lot of other things that we don't control. So, so we shall see. I have this open. You can't see it, correct? It's down at the bottom. Like uh, I do it, see a thing that says, okay, maybe I have to add it to the stream. Maybe. Because I can press add to stream. Should I do that? Yeah. Let's see what happens. Okay. There we go. Can you hear it? I mean, this may be a negative thought, but. Wait, yes. hold on. Let me switch my audio. It, it does seem to work. So whenever okay. you're ready, fire away. One second. 
about now? Can you hear it now? Or maybe a positive one. Yes. You hear that? Okay. One. I don't know, but if people aren't getting along, uh, like in relationship, they break up, you know? So, like, why don't we just finally just realize that the whole thing? Well, I can hear it in the background. I think he minimized it. <laughs> he took it away. Anyway. I think we get the general gist. We get the gist. She, Did it she, not play? What happened there? It played for like 15 seconds and then you took it away. Or it, it went She away. said, let's break up. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she, which Dave Smith pointed this out as well. Repping, repping the Smith and the top lobs to here. But um, this is yeah, the uh, part of the problem addendum where we just talk about the things Dave already talked about and then uh, so add Dave, very little of substance. He's a real good guy, but he won't uh, come on my show because he's scared. But uh, that's he's still getting the cold shoulder, the cold Twitter shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm mostly just uh, trolling and pretending like I I am actually trying hard to get him on and he's actually scared. But of course, we know that he's uh, just ignoring me because he's Dave Smith. (laughs) But um, yeah, the thing that he pointed out that is the best part is that she talks. She's like um, talking about peacefully splitting up and um, she's like, we can or there can be America one and America two, and we can just let them be America one. Cause we know that they love being first and yada, yada. It's like, okay, you can make fun of it all you want. You can, uh, you know, bash on it on the way out. I am perfectly fine with that. Um, but, uh, yes, we, I'll be America, whatever, or whatever country you want to call us You can call us the, uh, the basket of deplorables for all I care, as long as, you know, this bullshit goes away. And if y'all want to keep your, your vaccines and your paranoia and, this uh the the twice daily Pfizer pills that are definitely coming down the pike that great you go do that wherever you want and then you know then we'll have at least a control group over here that can show just how deadly this virus is it it's great that someone from the left is actually saying that um i don't know how much influence sarah silverman has over other people's thinking but great get more people thinking that way cuz i mean I think a lot of people on the right have thought that for a long time and just, you know, sick of people and faraway places having outsized influence on what, how we can live our life. And you just be like, Hey, you do you will do us best wishes. I, I don't see what the problem is other than obviously DC is not going to go along with that. We can, we can definitely uh, like the rhetoric and encourage, encourage people to think that way. Just, color me skeptical about whether people like Sarah Silverman actually want that. You know, it's nice that they're entertaining the idea, but the whole thing about the left mentality, whether people want to admit it or not, or actively realize it, it's about control. It's about controlling other people. And it's about, it's about having society be the way you want it. And if you just let people live the way they want, you're not really getting the society that you want. So I like the idea of what she's saying, but I just don't, believe her. I believe she's having this legitimate thought. She's talking about people she doesn't care about. Like, oh yeah, Mississippi. You, Yeah, go be your own state. All all our culture people in New York and California and blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously. Like I said, though, it's fine. She can be as condescending as she wants. And even if she doesn't believe it, even if she's just like, I'm going to control you by forcing you out of the country and you can have that crappy land over there. I'd be like, fine, please force me out of your country because I don't want to live in whatever you have a part in ruling. Yeah, well, that's 
It's what's happening in real time right now. I'm leaving Sarah Silverman's country. So I'm, I'm, I'm following her advice. I'm doing what she wants. I'm yeah. separating so what's, myself. What's New Hampshire doing? I didn't even hear about that. They are pushing to for actual secession, but uh, I haven't kept up with how far along they are. But they passed a bill or something that uh, I, I read a headline. And it's going around, but uh, like yeah. the state legislature did. I don't entirely know the details at all. I, I know that uh, some guy free state project has been pushing for that for a while, obviously. And they're like kind of spearheading it from what it sounds like. I know Tim pools talked about it quite a bit that they're, uh, they're trying to leave now, whether or not, I, I don't know. Do you guys think that there's any chance that any state would be allowed to leave without war? No, no. Well, I no, I, I I don't think that there'd be a war. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I I like the thing. It's hard for me to picture like the U.S. federal government invading like New Hampshire. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's look at your first part of the statement. There, it's hard for me to believe. <laughs> and that's the hard, part. Really, yeah. in 2021, Waco, is it hard for on. you to believe anything at this point? Waco, that's the Waco was smaller than New Hampshire, I believe. I that's the be caveat wrong. with everything nowadays. Like. Yeah, it's anything that would be hard for me to believe has to be on the table now because I would never believe we would be locked in our homes and all this right. stuff or forced to take vaccines that came out seven months ago that aren't even vaccines uh, yeah. in, in order to be allowed to work and eventually allowed to go to a freaking store, which is going to be the well, the thing in, in California does not include grocery stores, apparently, because you can't get sick at grocery stores, but it does include it's concerts and bars and restaurants. Uh, and I, I don't think that's, well, this was not talked about on Brian's show because uh, the results were not in at the time that he recorded yet. But I think it's somewhat interesting timing that literally the day after Gavin Newsom survives his recall more than survives easily, easily wins the recall vote, uh, which I uh, much like much unlike Brian and his bad predictions since this whole show is just about ragging on him. Uh, he was very confident that Newsom was going to uh, be oh, removed and replaced by that very elder. Well, he also thought Maxine Waters was going to lose her district. Yeah, but, you know, if, if nothing else, Brian is, is often hopelessly optimistic, which you know, I guess I can appreciate in, in her own way. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's not a coincidence that, that, that the next day the website came up up for the California like Vax Pass that's coming. Uh, and yeah. this is going to Gavin Newsom's not going to take this lying down. He's pissed off, man. You try you embarrassed him, put him up for a recall vote. He's going to lock the shit down out of this place. And it's going to be an ugly, ugly place to live. It already was in many ways. But it's going to get a lot worse. And he made that really clear by immediately uh, implementing the vaccine passports. Yeah. It's a good time. How do you guys feel about Penn Jillette lately? Uh, oh, another t- another uh, Brian faux rage that I can go on about. Yeah. Brian was like, I can't believe this Penn Jillette son of a bitch with posting this picture with Gavin Newsom. I'm like, dude, he endorsed Hillary four years ago. Where you been? Right. <laughs> like, right. This guy has not been any kind of like actual libertarian I, I thought he like sold his gary johnson vote basically like he traded oh, with yeah. somebody in another yeah. state where it made strategic sense or some bullshit just so he could vote for hillary clinton thing. which makes no sense at all <laughs> honestly pendulette is one of those guys he's like um i don't know, like a, a caviar libertarian all right like he's like he's right. like a libertarian at parties you know at, at right. highfalutin hollywood parties but in real life, when but at those same parties, he makes friends with people like Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom, and he might say he might even say at those parties, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of a libertarian on something." And then you know later, it's like, all right, they 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 shake hands and they exchange contacts, and their managers talk to each other or whatever, and that's the connection that matters more than whatever random ex- extent that that Pendulette thinks he's a libertarian because he like doesn't drink alcohol and he's kind of an atheist or something, and he <laughs> somehow puts that all in with libertarianism because it's what makes him feel fucking bougie and shit. And 
now I can't stand Pendulette. I haven't been able to stand him for a long time, really. Although I, I, love, I do like, I loved Pendulette. I, like, I like his magic. I know he was one of your early influences because I've not only had you on my show, I actually listened to what you said and remember you talking about listening to uh, Penn Sunday School as like an early yeah, libertarian yeah. influence. I did. I, I always loved uh, he the way he framed like not libertarianism in general, but when he talked about libertarianism, there was one time one thing that he said that was just very simple. It's not like mind blowing or anything, but he was like, you know, if we try libertarianism and there are people dying in the streets then fine, we'll go back to some other way, but let's try it. And I think that more libertarians need to have a mindset of that. I'm not saying more libertarians need to be more like Pendulette at this point, obviously, but uh, <laughs> we need to uh, lighten up a little bit on our we have all the answers rhetoric and um, just tell people, you know, let's try this. Like democracy was a gigantic experiment and it's currently failing miserably. Maybe we should try a couple other things and see how they go. If you want to be a part of that experiment, fine. If you want to be a part of, um, you know, vaccine experiment you can go be a part of that experiment it doesn't concern you in any way if you don't want to be a part of it indeed until we make it a condition of of going to work or shopping to free. or flying or anything like that so right I, i'm saying um, in a, a seceded split up country like we can have yeah. our experiment over here and you guys can keep experimenting on your yourselves medically over there that's fine until like new york says you can't even fly over our state if right. <laughs> unless you're vaccinated or <laughs> So will this be a test this next year be um, kind of evidence whether or not elections are real? Because midterms are coming up quick, right? 2022. And a lot of this stuff is not polling well, like vaccine mandates, generally not a big selling point in, in different parts of society. Um, businesses are, are not doing great. With especially with these, they're going to shut down, so the economy is going to tank further. Maybe even the stock market. It's hard to believe as that is, whatever that means, um, could could go down as well. So typically, you would respond accordingly and say, "Well, these aren't polling well, and uh, we do have big elections coming up next year that could con determine control of the House, the Senate, blah blah blah." And you would revise your policies accordingly. But if you don't revise your policies does that mean you're not worried about losing the election because you already know you have it in the bag or is that way too uh, conspiratorial i don't think we can look at covid stuff the same way as normal politics stuff because it's it is a hysteria it's a true hysteria and it's it's turned into a religion so i don't think that the same political logic will apply like oh let's just adjust our poll numbers because this isn't going now nah, I, I know and i think that that it, it kind of will throw out political strategy for people in, in many ways uh because it's it's about a religion now it's about a belief system it's not about what will poll best um but yeah. at the same time i think elections are bullshit and we and it probably doesn't matter also so i yeah. actually agree with the conspiracy part of the theory coincidentally <laughs> yes, I, I do as well, which is of no surprise, I'm sure. But um, I think elections have on the on the local level, elections are probably pretty real. Um, but I think on the ish. national level, there's there, I mean, this is a fact like JFK is known that it was just the manipulation of the vote in Chicago that got, that made him president. Um, and, I, and I really think that most elections, most elections don't need to be rigged because by the time we get to I'm talking about like national elections anyway. <laughs> They don't need to be rigged because by the time we get to that level, they've already filtered the candidates out. So sure. it's 
it's usually Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. And at the end of the day, the establishment's pretty much fine with either one. So they don't really need to do fraud, although there are certainly parties in there like Republicans, Democrats that will that will engage in fraud on those levels to try to get their team in power. But the grand establishment really doesn't really care as long as it's you know one of their guys. So it's usually one of their guys. I do think Trump was the exception. I'm not saying Trump was blazingly anti-establishment. He kind of merged into the establishment in many ways. But I do think they didn't want him to win. And I do think they had they thought he had no chance to win. And I think I think everyone was kind of caught on by the seat of their pants when when he ended up winning, because I think they just didn't do the normal rigging they might do if they were really worried about it, because I really think they bought their own hype and bought their own polls that said, like, Trump has no chance. And then they realized, wow, we completely fucked that one up. So they went the entire other extreme of it uh, for Biden. So this will probably get us taken down off YouTube, but I'm okay with that. That's fine. It's Fuck. Brian's show. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, we it's can blame him too, for all yeah, of it. it doesn't matter. Right, but we can blame him and it's yes, your show. Exactly. Uh, hey, he's I the am... one that let three idiots just, just hop on his fucking <laughs> right. show and talk trash about him for, for an hour or so. Exactly. But, yeah, and I've, I, it wouldn't be my first time getting kicked off YouTube. So He's still fine. executive producer of Electric Liberty Land. That's right. As, like, as far as and I, I am, as the name would denote, Brian McWilliams. But um, I am curious in 2024 if Trump runs, which I, I really hope he doesn't. I am curious how he's going to spend this and how what he's going to like on, on the topic of covid. Like he was super proud of this vaccine that he made. And at the time, Biden and Kamala were saying can't get the vaccine because Trump made it. Obviously, he made it with his own two tiny little hands. And then uh, Biden gets elected and suddenly it's the Biden vaccine and all the Trump supporters hate it. And uh, now we've got Trump coming out at a rally saying, just get the vaccine. It worked for me and people booing him like Trump is really proud of this thing and he wants people to get it. He wants to put his name on it, but he also wants to be against Biden. If Like assuming that these two terrible candidates run again, um, what exactly is even going to be the, the campaign strategy at that point? I don't think Biden's running in, in 2024. I don't no. think Biden will be alive in 2024. I can't believe he's still kicking now. I do think he's purposely there to do a bunch of bad shit. So they don't yeah. care because they don't care about him at all. Yeah, I think he's a patsy fall guy for all of this stuff. Like they're in in my conspiracy brain. I'm like, well, they needed somebody to get us out of Afghanistan at some point. And they didn't want to throw away any good candidates. So they're like, hey, let's put up a guy who's almost dead, who probably won't live through pulling out of Afghanistan. And the woman who got the, you know, lowest, uh, lowest approval rating in her primaries, Kamala Harris. And we can just fuck shit up all day long and it doesn't matter because you know everybody knows these people are trash to begin with i am this is not really on the trump thing as much although did you see the rally where he there was one rally where he was at pretty recently where he mentioned the vaccine he's like and i'm vaccinated i want definitely right. want to encourage everyone to get vaccinated and then yeah, the just crowd starts booing they start booing him yeah, so I, I think that. in many ways, okay. this thing has taken on a, li a life of its own, both both for the COVID brainwashed, COVID cult people and the anti people. Like, I'd probably boo them if I was I probably wouldn't be at the yeah. rally in the first place. But, you know, like, like, I, I think it's I would be at the rally on, to boo him to boo him. So, yeah, well, maybe it's, it's taken exactly on a life that. of its own. And it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how these different forces sort of interact because Trump is the anti-establishment force, but he's also not. And he also promotes a lot of establishment lines when it comes to COVID and the vaccine. The yeah. fact is he was responsible for the lockdowns happening in the first place. It was his administration that put out the recommendation of locking down. Uh, it's just that after a couple of weeks, he, they took it back and he said, let the states decide. And all the blue states said, well, fuck you. We're going to keep locking down. And most of the red states kind of you know started to back away from it. Uh, but he was responsible for the initial lockdowns happening. So he should not get a pass on any of this stuff, frankly. Do you think that they will bother to care 
to run Kamala, or will they just say scrap I, I, this? I, I kind of think it'll be Mayor Pete. I really, they're going to bring him back. Yeah. They're going to dust him yep. off. Yeah, it's so great the first time. So, do you think? Do we think Biden like dies or just gets removed from office for being too something? Or is there a scandal? Maybe that maybe his son shit finally fucking takes him out. I think he'll just be like an advisor, assuming he's not dead. He'll say, "I'm not going to run, but I'm I'm throwing my support behind this fucking clown." But you think he'll finish his term though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if what's the point of because if you put in Kamala, Kamala, um, it's just unless they're really just trying to flat out troll Republicans, which they're kind of doing at all his press conferences where he's like. I'm not supposed to take questions. Like, right. really? Are you are you doing this on purpose? Like, you can't possibly be serious and <laughs> saying this shit. But putting in Kamala would just be like, yeah, all those people who said uh, Biden was a Trojan horse for Harris. Hey, you're right. What are you going to do about it? Fuck you. But I don't know if they want to go that far. I mean, so that's kind of I don't why know what I, they could even do with her. Like, uh, I my brain goes to obviously if they're not running, trying to run prop biden back up they're gonna run kamala as the next option or whatever just for namesake but what do they even say to get her like she didn't get elected to the position she's in now she did terribly in her primaries what do they even say to push her at that point like exactly we have nothing here we had nothing to get her to the point of running for president in a way that mattered and now that she's been vice president we haven't heard a goddamn thing out of her mouth like anything that she's done yeah what are they oh, going to do? She's been terrible. But the other thing about her is if they're going to make that move, you got to kind of do it rather soon. Assuming right. elections are real. Who's in, <laughs> who's in, and, she, and she's, <laughs> if she's elevated from vice president to president, you'd have to sweat. You'd have to, I don't even know how it works. You have to um, confirm a new vice president. Is that how it works? But if you did it in say right before the election and it was, they were dragging their feet of who the next vice president it is. No one gets confirmed. The house switches. Well, all of a sudden you have fucking a Republican as a speaker of the house. Right. So you really can't wait too long. I wouldn't think, but of course, maybe I'm just making up the whole succession and how it works. If you elevate the vice president, this whole thing, this whole pandemic and these elections and everything have made me simultaneously more of a conspiracy theorist and also less of a conspiracy theorist because I feel like if it – I mean there's enough obviously to to lend credence to the idea of these crazy conspiracy theories being true. But there's also so much just bullshit nonsense that it feels like they're just making it up as they go and they have no idea like there's no plan they're just like throwing shit at the wall let's let's burn this thing down as quickly as possible i have no idea what's going to happen but uh i'm here for it and i i love our retarded timeline hey, hey guys i do have uh, an update on the health status of brian mcwilliams uh this was posted on our local page <laughs> so again if you don't like patreon head over to locals lionsliberty.locals.com uh apparently brian says i've got the delta variant gang <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, even though he won't test for COVID, he actually knows that he has the Delta variant, which you can't, which as far as I know, there are no actual tests for any variants, but no. he's not taking any tests. But anyway, I, just want y'all to know, Brian officially has the Delta variant. Nice. So so has he had all like three? Did he have alpha back in November and then the beta? And, I think uh, he's had all the variants. That's what it is. He he's the, the variant. He's got all the variants. The whole fraternity of variants. Yeah. He uh, should once- sell his blood at this point. I mean, on one hand, he keeps getting sick, but on the other hand, he's got to have antibodies for everything. 
So right. he will be invincible when he makes it through this. Now, once we get to the Omega variant, is that where it starts getting really dangerous and we have to actually take vaccines that do something? I think Zeta is when we got to really start getting real here. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be really, I mean, is it going to be funny when it's, they run out of Greek letters and they have to go to like, well, this is the alpha alpha variant. At, at what point in time are people going to be like, subdivision are you fucking kidding me? Maybe they'll start naming them like hurricanes. Like, <laughs> like, oh, the Sally variant is coming in this, this month. Yeah, Josephine like variant, Josephine coming out next <laughs> March. Yep. Anyway, speaking of variants uh, and speaking of uh, whatever, I don't know how, how I'm trying to transition to this, but I do want to let you guys know that you got to listen to a podcast called Burning Daylight. It's from one of our great Patreon supporters, Matt McKinley. Uh, he is a freaking cowboy and he's a real cowboy and he, he is such a damn cowboy. He even has done podcasts literally sitting on the back of a horse. And uh, Matt's a great dude. He's in the member. He's a member of the Lions Liberty Pride. He joins us uh, for a lot of our monthly calls. I think he's been on, on almost all of them since he joined up. Really great dude, really solid dude, and uh, whether you're into cowboy shit or not, it's really freaking entertaining. So check out Burning Daylight. Boom. Burning Daylight. All right, well that's my last plug. What do you guys? I was just here to get the plugs in our legally obligated plugs. It's the whole reason for this show. <laughs> Makes sense. And uh, I've got nothing else. What, what about you guys? You guys, guys, you guys hear about uh, White Hot Fed Boy Fall? The rally. <laughs> that picture of those guys from the, uh, the the January 6th, whatever it is, rally. Yeah, yeah. There's this rally on September 18th <laughs> that uh, Trump said. Trump put out a statement a couple days before saying, don't go to this. This is a setup. This is a trap. And wow. then nobody shows up except for a bunch of guys who look kind of fetish. <laughs> Need those dark fetish. sunglasses. They're in the crew cuts. Like yeah. They couldn't look There's more like, like five dudes that look identical to Nicholas <laughs> Sarwark standing in a circle. And, no, not uh, identical. Those guys actually look like they could win a fight <laughs> against and, me or anybody. So four people got arrested, apparently. And one of the one of the ones that got arrested was like he, he was like uh, he was a fed. Like he pulled out his badge or whatever, and he was like, "No, I'm I'm undercover or whatever." Like, just stop, 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 stop questioning me. And uh, <laughs> so, one out of four, and there was nobody there. And the way the 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 mainstream media spun this, of course, was Trump's waning influence or Trump's influence is waning or something because he's going to get people to go to this. Of course, if people had gone to this, it would have been some terrorist insurrection. But well, he the told them not to go. Yeah, so I mean, isn't really that good influence? Is right. His waning influence convinced everybody not to go to a thing that. I mean, if it was a if it was a Trump rally, they would have been there and uh, he would have been able to like people still flood to his his events that he's actually at. But this thing that was staged as a uh, as a Trump rally, nobody went to. But so it's it looks like a Biden influence Four people standing around. Yeah. Four, four feds standing around. Twenty five percent feds, at least. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. So that's fun. All right. Well, that's about all I've got. Yep. Anybody else? No, I'm good. Okay. For the I, show, I, I've got plenty, but they can uh, they can hear the rest of mine on my episode tomorrow called uh, White Hot Fed Boy Fall. And Chris Rock is literally I don't remember what it was. The title was Chris Rock is literally promoting uh, insanity or something like that. So sneak peeks here and check out the rest tomorrow. Yeah. Turn into for part two of Electric Liberty Land this week will be airing on The System is Down. Also lacking and, Brian uh, McWilliams. Part three will be airing on Rico's podcast. Rico, what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's called Lawyer, the Boring Basement Show. Lawyers. Basement yeah, Lawyers. Basement podcast. Lawyers are us. Um, yeah. The Boring Show. We'll, we'll see if Brian's there to uh, 
grace us with his witty. Oh yeah. What's going to happen to the boring podcast? The B O H R I N G. By the way, I don't know. I like the old name better. That's just my opinion. I know my opinion. We had to fit Howie in there somehow. I assumed you guys changed the name from Bravo and beer to you were like, well, nobody's listening. They think they assume it's boring because it's got like Bravo in there. Nobody really cares about Bravo. So let's change it to the boring podcast. Maybe that'll. So help. then they know it's boring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and still no one listens. So and they don't have know. to speculate. We're, we're staying on brand. We didn't change so it. So it all worked out. While we're promoting other podcasts, check out the second print comics podcast, which is not fucking boring at all. It is a blast. And this week we look at a crazy, crazy, crazy story involving Black Panther joining the Fantastic Four, jumping through the Marvel, uh, the multiverse, uh, fighting uh, Marvel zombies. It is freaking wild. That is hosted by myself and Ramzo Martinez every single Wednesday, the second print comics podcast. Check it out. Who else has a podcast to promote? Anyone? Can we call anyone in? That's enough. All right. My podcast. Anyway, uh, Jordan will be home from school soon. I'll ask him if he has a podcast. All right. I'm sure he will by, by, the, by the end of the school day. Uh, so, all right. That being said, uh, uh, let's, let's hope hope question mark whether brian mcwilliams uh will recover from the zeta variant by next week to bring you more electric liberty land fun but until then don't forget to always stay plugged in to liberty and live long huh <sighs> that was exhausting